Welcome to another episode of It's Just Pennies. This is the Stock Whisperer. Before you enjoy today's episode, let me just state this. I am not a financial advisor, so if you're looking for financial advice, please seek an investment professional. The episode that you're about to hear is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Hello, OTCers. I hope everyone is having a good new year. If you're alive, you are blessed. Every day is an opportunity for us to grow and improve as human beings and as traders. It's clear right now, money is flowing back into the OTC. Now, I don't want to say too much because I'll be taken away from today's, the purpose of today's episode. But I will say, keep your eyes open and your ears alert as we wait for news to start rolling out. These companies want to make a splash in the first quarter. It sets the tone for the year. I will elaborate more on episode 104. But for today, you're going to sit back and enjoy Penny Stock Guru's study session chapter 11. Chapter 11, I believe, is focusing on financial ratios. I hope you find the information useful, as I do. Like I said before, it's always good to get someone's point of view when you're reading a book. So please sit back and enjoy the study session. Chapter 11. Welcome back. I just wanted to first start off with saying happy 2022. Glad to see you all here. Hopefully you have your goals, um, aspirations written down, ready to knock them out, create new ones so that we can inspire and pay it forward. Um, as always, uh, make sure that you, uh, I will say, uh, value your time. Don't take it for granted. And make sure you spend time balancing, uh, handling your business, health as well. Um, it's not just about the number in the market, but understanding um, your approach, um, your passion, um, being a student of the game. All those are important features when it comes to being a great investor. So taking it from the top, uh, we're going to be um, starting with uh, tap, uh, touching on some notes in Chapter 11. Um, you are going to need to do your reading because this was a meaty chapter as it touched on a lot of different financial ratios and how you can see which may be beneficial for the penny stock world and which may be more beneficial for small, mid, and large cap stocks. Um, within this chapter, we are going to be comparing penny stocks directly with the companies of the size, mastering the five types of financial um, analysis ratios, gauging the liquidity of a penny stock, understanding a company's operational weaknesses and strengths, and assessing the current value of a company's shares. Understanding if they're this is a good buy-in or if they're um, overpriced. All right. So moving along, um, the five categories of financial ratios, we're going to pick it up from the top, going with liquidity ratios. Um, within liquidity ratios, you need to understand these are important as you'll be able to determine whether a company has enough money to pay for their short-term debts and obligations. Why is this important? Well, as we go through some of these ratios, you're going to see that as we bring to light, um, they can't handle short-term, excuse me, liabilities and debts. Um, how can they keep the lights on for the next six to 12 months? So we need to start making sense whether it's going to be a short learn, excuse me, short, mid, or long-term hold for us as the investor, depending on our portfolio goals. The first uh, ratio is the current ratio. So that's going to be your current assets divided by your current liabilities. Um, why is the current ratio important? Well, when you're um, doing a current ratio, you're going to be looking for numbers that are higher than the value of one. Um, typically, you may have a ratio around the area of a 0.5. Um, 
This is going to indicate that the company only has half of its current assets it needs to cover its current liabilities. So you need to make sense of debt, profit, time frames of how long you want to be able to hold or how long you want to go ahead and just take your profits or get out and wait for a um, sorry, wait for a better entry point later down the road. Uh, your quick ratio is going to be the next ratio we tap on. Your quick ratio is actually going to focus on a company's ability to pay its short-term debt. Your quick ratio formula is going to be your cash plus your cash equivalents plus your short-term investments and your current receivables. So you're going to add up all four of these things and then divide it by the current liabilities. Um, this number is going to be important and helpful in my opinion because Although the company, as the book points out, they may have a strong asset position, um, being that not all assets are truly wick, I'm sorry, liquid, it's going to be important to understand why this ratio can help. How do I say this for lack of better words? Um, if this ratio can help you determine if the company is going to be increasing in value or decreasing in value. Um, you have to understand that startup companies um, and newer paying stocks, potentially, excuse me, potentially are in their growth phase. So as I mentioned at the beginning of this, some of the ratios are not going to apply as much as it would for a much bigger company that hasn't been around, um, that's been around for years, excuse me. Um, another important one is your cash ratio. Your cash ratio, um, that, um, excuse me, that formula is gonna be your cash plus your market securities divided by your current liabilities. What the hell is this? Why is this important? Uh, this is going to be important because it's going to help you determine if the company has enough money in the bank um, and enough easily liquidated investments to pay their debts in the next 12 months if all things don't pan out. So it really helps you to be able to almost form a idea of what you really expect out of this company given their uh, financial status. Um, our next formula or ratio, excuse me, is going to be our operating cash flow. Um, I do feel like this is important when it comes to penny stocks because what it's going to do is it's going to divide the cash coming in from the operations by the current liabilities. So your operating cash flow ratio is going to be your cash flow of operations divided by your current liabilities. <laughs> excuse me. This is going to be important because it's going to be able to tell you, hey, if this company is healthy, they have a high cash flow. Um, and enough to uh, cover the debt. And um, also it's gonna tell you um, if it's gonna be able to not cover their current liabilities. So it's also important to understand pros and cons of, can they pay the bills? Can they not pay the bills? Moving along, we're gonna be dabbling in touching on your activity ratios. Your activity ratios is gonna um, demonstrate the effectiveness of the company's operations. Um, these calculations are based on a annual turnover rate of inventory, receivables, payables, and working capital. So going into this section, we're going to jump right into the inventory turnover ratio. That's going to be your cost of goods sold divided by your inventory. Um, inventory turnover is going to be a good calculation for penny stocks. Um, the reason being... When a company's in their earlier stages, you want to be able to see that they're efficiently producing and selling um, versus um, 
not being able to do so. Um, not just producing and selling within the company, you also be able to use this as leverage to compare with uh, some of the other competitors that might be within their um, industry. So this is all important to be able to understand if you feel like they have a fast or slow growth rate for your level of patience and your portfolio goals. Uh, receivable turnovers. Um, this dabbles in on the customers that aren't paying what they owe or customers that are not paying within a timely manner. Why is this important? What does this mean? Is this beneficial? Um, I do feel like this is extremely, um, extremely important because depending on... This is also important because the greater their value and efficiency is, that gives us an idea that they're doing a good job at collecting their payments. So you need to understand what these mean, make time for it, um, steady, steady, steady. Moving on to our next ratio within this portion, our payables turnover. So within our payables turnover, this is going to reflect how many times the company pays the amounts owed to its suppliers. Generally, you do want your payables turnover to be equivalent to your receivables, uh, your receivables turnover. Your payables turnover ratio is going to be your total purchases divided by your average accounts payable. Um, within this ratio, the payable turnover ratio, the higher numbers will be better. Moving along to our working capital turnover. Our working capital turnover is current assets, less current liabilities. What does this mean? What ratio? How is this important? Um, your working capital turnover ratio is going to be your sales divided by your average working capital. So um, within this, now, the more effectively a business is using its funds to generate revenues, that's going to give us as a shareholder more value that this could be a longer term play for us. Um, as I mentioned, you always need to know the timeline if you're going to be holding something mid, long, or short term. Moving along to our next um, ratio um, and um, within this one is our fixed asset turnover. Our fixed asset turnover, that's going to be things like factories, property, and equipment. Um, these are long-term assets. Within this ratio, um, for your fixed asset turnover ratio, you're going to be your sales divided by your average fixed assets. Being able to do this is going to give you a, a good reflection on how to efficiency, how efficiently, excuse me, goodness, a company is using its fixed assets to generate revenues. Um, last but not least of this one, we have our turnover asset, total asset turnover. This ratio is going to be our sales divided by our total assets. And why is this important and beneficial? Well, the greater the total sales and the lower the total assets, um, the higher the value. Um, large numbers for this ratio mean that the company is generating more revenues from a smaller asset position, which is damn good. In other words, they are operating more effectively. Leverage ratios is going to be the next thing we um, dabble on and touch on some of the ratios within this portion. Um, within, within leverage ratios, you're going to understand that they do demonstrate a mix of equity to debt for a company. Moving along to our first ratio, we have our debt ratio, which is our total liabilities divided by our total assets. 
Um, this number is going to be important when trying to compare the company to its competitors. Um, are they shrinking debts, getting things taken care of? Are they increasing only for business development? That's important as well, because some do think that all debt is bad, which is not the case at all if you understand how a company works and use debt to leverage their books. Also, can a company even manage what's going on as far as their their debt, their development, and even um, being able to even compete with competitors? So you need to understand if this company can even stand the test to hold against itself, let alone within the competitors within this industry. Our debt to equity ratio and section is going to be the next one we, we dabble on. Um, this is going to compare how much capital has been contributed by creditors, such as banks, loans from individuals, and things of that nature. The debt to equity ratio is going to be total liabilities divided by total shareholder equity. Um, this is important because a weak debt to equity ratio um, that's going to indicate that a company could create more profits um, by taking on more debt. So that could be a blessing and a curse, depending on how long you depend on staying within this company. Also, you need to know if it has the option of increasing its debt load to help their business grow. Interest coverage. Interest coverage is important um, and the ratio because it's going to tell you how many times a company's earnings, I mean, Yes, it's going to measure um, the company's earnings before taxes and interest. Um, so you will know that um, can they pay their uh, their their debt, their uh, interest expenses to keep the lights on. I mean, there's a lot of debt and operational costs that go within a company. So we need to know um, what that entails. So our interest coverage ratio is going to be earnings before interest and taxes divided by interest expense. The reason this is important, because you usually will see high interest coverage values. Um, I would say that uh, you also need to be sure that um, within the penny stock world, if an interest coverage ratio is less than three um, and sitting near anywhere closer to one, you might want to be a little worried about if you should be holding it short or long term. Um, within these interest coverage ratios, the higher the number, um, that is the better. Performance ratios. Performance ratios display exactly how much money a company is making at each stage of the operations. Um, this is very, very, very important. Um, within this is going to be cost of supplies, fulfillment costs, currency fluctuations, and competition. These are all factors can, that can gauge uh, if a company stays afloat or sinks. Um, also um, involving um, if the price per share shareholders us our value that continues to go up where we can make more profits or we need to cut losses or even if we see fit of this company long term where we add more on the dip gross profit margin uh, gross profit margin is important because it's going to illustrate the profitability um, of a company um, when they're selling their products uh, goods or services it's going to measure uh, importance because um, one of the biggest steps to any company is, uh, are they making any profit? That's the only reason why a company typically goes into business. And um, you need to understand, hey, are they making money or are they not each year, quarter, or quarter, excuse me. Your gross profit margin ratio is going to be your sales minus your cost of goods sold divided by your sales. 
So make sure you play into these you play into these numbers and examples they show here, so you can really understand um, which which numbers are more beneficial. It dabbles on if it's a seventy percent is high, if it's thirty to fifty percent is medium, and if it's less than fifteen percent, it's considered low. So you need to know all these factors and how to gauge um, if a company is going to be making money. Because if they're not making money, I'll be honest, there's no reason to hang around in my opinion. Operating profit margin. This is um important because, well, for starters, let's tap on the ratio. So your operating profit margin ratio is going to be your operating income divided by your sale revenue. So within this number, it's going to be able to help you to understand um, if they are occurring too many expenses. Like it says, uh, the cost to produce and sell these products, is it costing more than the money that they're making? Um, the business doesn't simply, um, the most businesses don't simply have the ability to be able to spend less and then make much more, especially when starting out. So you need to understand what sector you're going into, especially in the penny stock world. And if you see fit of waiting on its early stages of development and growth versus jumping into a company that's probably more established. So just find what works for you and what levels of patience you also have. Um, your net profit margin is definitely one of my favorite ones. Your net profit margin ratio is going to be your net income divided by your net sales. Um, this is important because net profit is simply subtracting all the company's costs and expenses um, sell, to sell the products uh, divided by their net sales. Net profit number is so great because you want to know what your net profit is. After you've paid everybody, all your overhead expenses, everything, what what number are you taking home? What, what number is the company taking home after everything is taken care of and accounted for? So do not forget the net profit margin ratio formula is net income divided by net sales. They use examples as well. As I said, it's right here in the book. Please put in your work, take time to learn, understand, and play with these numbers. Moving along, uh, the next one's going to be your return on assets. So your return on assets explores the amount of earnings generated from the total asset position of a company. Uh, the equation follows as return of assets ratio um, equals net income divided by average total assets. Um, this is important for penny stocks, I feel, because return on assets is sometimes a useful tool. Um, newer and lower price companies often don't have um, the same ability. Um, as it says, you won't see the shares trading and speculative companies based on their return on assets. What the hell does that mean? Um, that basically means that <laughs> um, when it comes to this formula, you can't really hold it almost applicable as like Bible-like in the aspects of, like it says in the book, uh, page 219, it says it's a comparative tool against other companies, but there can be some major discrepancies. Um, the value can be dramatically off depending on what even the average of, of the industry is. So regarding penny stocks, um, you can play with these numbers, have fun with this one. But don't take it to heart far as level of importance, especially um, when it comes to comparing it to something like net profit margin. Valuation. Valuation ratios. I love valuations. Um, you will learn to love them um, as long as you invest 
and continue to grow. Um, these are important because I do feel like it helps me to understand if a company is overvalued or undervalued. Am I paying too much right now? I need to get out and maybe wait for a dip because this these are expensive shares or things of that nature just when it comes to scaling in or scaling out of a company. So regarding your valuation ratios, we have your price to earnings ratio. This is going to be important because if you divide the current share price divided by your earnings per share, you get your price to earnings ratio. What is that number? Is it important? I would say yes. Um, the reason being, um, you're going to be able to see, um, as the book entails and shows you, the difference from different P.E. ratios, high ones, low ones, depending on where the company is trading. So as I said, it does vary on company, but just make sure you plug in these formulas and numbers. That way they become more of a life to you as you grow as an investor to understanding the price to earnings ratio. Um, within the price to earnings ratio, we also have the corporate life cycle. Um, the book mentions to expect to see a higher price to earnings ratio for companies in their growth phases. Um, investors are looking to invest. Investors that are looking to invest in expanding companies um, do understand that um, typically more investors will come in later to pay higher prices for their shares. So you, literally, when you're taking a stance in some of these companies, you have to be able to see the value of. Hmm, will this company be able to sell this idea and potential to other um, other investors that have even deeper pockets? Um, moving along, we have our prices to earnings to growth rate ratio. What is this? PEG ratio. Um, the book mentions it's important um, for analyzing penny stocks because it factors the company's growth rate. You need to know or have an idea of how fast this company is going to grow. That way you can have some form in your mind of the type of profits that you may be wanting to see in your portfolio. Um, it's going to be your price to earnings ratio divided by your annual earnings per share growth rate. Um, within this formula, the lower numbers are definitely going to be stronger. Um, the book mentions that anything below one should be considered compelling. Anything three or higher should be uh, something that gives you an uh, indicator that they're um, overvalued. Um, we have about maybe one more. Um, formula, one or two more formulas uh, that wraps up chapter 11. Um, we have our price to sell and price to cash flow. So price to sell is going to be your current share price divided by your sales price per share. What the hell is this? This is important. Um, do you need to kill brain cells using it in the penny stock world? Um, I would say 50-50. Understand how it can be beneficial but also understand how it can be even more beneficial if a stock is trading higher and making more money. Um, well, that wraps it up for Chapter 11. Um, as always, apply what you do see fit. I'm not a financial advisor. I simply love to read the book a couple times out of the year as we grow. I'm reaching my ninth year, 2022. I'm excited. Um, weathered a lot of storms, and I know I still got more work to put in as I'm a student of the game and a student at life. Um, if you have not caught up on your other chapters, get your ass in the lab, put in your work, your study time, your hours. 
I'm telling you, if you're looking at your price per share on some of these stocks sometime, using the red and green bars as an indicator of your success, or if you're doing well, it will drive you insane. Spend your downtime when you don't feel like looking at the market or you don't feel like spending money to buy stocks in the market to learn charts, ratios. I mean, we're in chapter 11 now. So if you haven't been able to follow chapters 1 through 10, this is on you to put in the work to read it, consume it, write notes, make it your own, watch the videos, and apply what you see fit. So that wraps it up. Uh, chapter 12 next week is going to be entitled The Abstract Review of Penny Stocks. They'll be talking about the branding and its advantages in the penny stock world, understanding consumer acceptance of a product or service, um, profiting from changes in the market share, using barriers to entry, I'm sorry, using barriers to entry and consumer loyalty to your advantage and knowing the benefits of strong marketing. Um, I do feel like this will definitely be a superior topic to help see why some companies move faster than others as well um, outside of just share structure. So um, I'm wishing you the best, hoping you put in the work and we will see you next week. And our second trading week next week, we'll be moving into of 2022. And as always, it's PSG. I wish you the best. Take care. This concludes today's study session. As always, if you can, please rate, write a review if the platform you're listening to allows you to do so. If you have any questions or topic requests, please email me at pennystopwhisperer at gmail.com. Again, that's pennystopwhisperer at gmail.com. Other than that, have a good day and see you later.